ramble on about change and things. Change, Bowie. I don't like Bowie. You what? I don't like Bowie. Fuck off. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the changing chiseler. (laughs) (laughs) That little laugh. Uh, So, Al, seeing as you laughed first, what have you been up to? Just drink my milk. Is that actually milk or is it a white Russian? It's milk. Lovely milk. Uh, I've got a a surplus of milk uh, because it was, um, I want to say National Yorkshire Day, but that doesn't make sense. It was Yorkshire Day last week. Um, and so I basically made like hundreds of Yorkshire puddings for work. So I've got loads of milk, flour, and eggs left over in my house. Brilliant! I must um, admit they did look goddamn delicious. They were as good. Well. There was a whole, uh, there was a range of sizes for all your needs, for all your Yorkshire pudding needs. <laughs> you see, normally Brett would be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But Brett's made Yorkshire puddings, so he knows yeah. exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, I made them the right way too the because way. Al showed me all the little tips and tricks that that are required for making them properly. Yeah. So yeah, God, those are delightful. They're, 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 they're great. Um, no, it, Aunt it, Bessie's here. No, it, it obviously pains me because I'm not actually from Yorkshire to do it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> while I'm here, I might as well pretend. But yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was a nice uh, little thing on Thursday. So we made a bit of a big deal of that. Um, yesterday, I had a really pleasant day out. A little mandate with uh, Phil from Dark Star. Ah, oh, uh, lovely so I found, Phil. I found the uh, the top ten. Best beer gardens in Leeds, and we just made a day of it. Had a nice, nice. little, nice little afternoon out. It's good. Nice. Shot the shit, um, and then today I've been um, experimenting. So Kielski gave me um, an Odroid board, which is like a single board computer, kind of like a Raspberry Pi, yeah. um, but it can run Android as well, uh, as well as Linux, whatever you want to put on it. Um, but it's kind of like a kit, and it's kind of you can make like your own little Game Boy. So I'm nice. going to play with that and see what kind of projects I can come up with it. It may be that it turns into BMO at one point because it's got oh I've, I've, I've got everything that I need to make a little BMO. But um, we'll see. I'll just I just want to get used to the platform because I've never worked with it before. I've only really done um, Raspberry Pi, so it's a bit of a bit of a learning curve. Nice. I just want to. I just want a repeat uh, of the episode where they're playing BMO and they go inside yes. the video game, <laughs> and it's just me and you, <laughs> Finn and Jake, inside your BMO machine. That would be genius. That could be what happens. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Spoilers! I'll cross my fingers. That'd be fantastic. Uh, awesome. Cool. Uh, yeah. Brett, what delicious foods have you made? Uh, actually, I I fancied a bit of um, chili the other night. Nice. So I made chili nice. from scratch, which was delightful. The, the place across the street, Al, you went there and ran errands one morning. Yes. Um, with all the floofy foods and completely overpriced ridiculous stuff anyway they do have local meats so i made some chili the other night and it was fantastic Brilliant. uh as far as projects go i'm still working on the forge but but getting closer to the end i can see the light at the end of the tunnel or the fire at the end of the forge yeah. um there's been a lot of fabrication and building in space yeah which I know I've referenced before, but another opportunity project-wise to, to work on this whole, like, I don't know what it's going to look like. I know where the pieces need to be, and I need to know 
where things sit in space before I can start building those components and how they all hook together. Yeah. So it's been a nice little trial of just like, okay, we'll we'll take one step forward, build this piece, and then see where it sits in space. Okay, now we can build off of that, and now we can build off of that, and now we can build off of that. So, uh, you know, it's taking longer than I had planned, but in very typical fashion, it takes as long as it takes. <laughs> and I, I feel good because I'm, I'm taking the extra time to to make it my forge you know it, it's yeah. uh, i was chatting last night with jess but and i i mentioned it in the the pre-show i i probably could have just rebuilt the pot and the down pipe and then just hooked a bit of you know aluminium pipe into it to a blower and then been set and i could have fired the thing up but i'm trying to make it obviously a little bit more unique and kind of what caters to my needs and what I do and what I use the coal forge for. So it's it's nice. There's a lot of uh, creativity and some engineering and some fabrication. It's, it's all a big lump of silliness based around this 400-pound cast iron forge. So I'm having all those little small victories. It feels good, but I'm just I'm so tired. <laughs> I just want to be done with it now. Everything is heavy. Yeah, and it's hot, and it's just ridiculous. So I want to be able to play with it. Is all it is. It's like building a toy, and then I'm just like, is, is it time to turn it on? Yet? <laughs> but things are things are moving along. I'm probably going to spend uh, a few more hours after we do finish the podcast and try and get it close to done. And then I'd like to be able to put the video up by next week. So give myself a few days to go through the edit, which is more footage than I'm used to shooting. There's just so much crap going on in this. I feel like I filled up a card, which I rarely do. I filled up one card, and I'm on the second one. Jeez. So if that's any gauge for how much I usually shoot for my videos. Yeah, that's that's a lot. I do not want to make a 25-minute video. I just don't want to edit that at all. It's going to be too much. So we'll see what we can do in the edit. There's just a lot of yeah. little pieces and whatnot. As you say, is that like... Is that actually because there's just been so much you've been doing to it, or is it like because you've got like several twenty minute shots of you just cleaning it sort of thing? No, I still I still shoot to edit. You yeah. know, I, I try and edit in the camera and so I've still been deleting stuff every now and then when I was like, ah, I don't need that. Um That's... it's honestly just like there's so many parts yeah. to this that you know, I'll look at it in the edit and and I don't know how you guys do uh, videos. I feel like we're all in the same boat where it's like, ah, film it all and then we'll see how the story gets put together in the end. But this is just so funny because it's like, all right, the cleanup. That took an hour. Obviously, I didn't shoot the whole thing. But then, like, every little piece that I've welded and ground and yeah. bent and fabricated, <laughs> everything, even if you look at it as like a, a 30 second long shot, there's 300 pieces on there. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm I'm not necessarily working from any kind of diagram. I'm just winging it. That's fucking awful. <laughs> it fucking looks it looks like a forge. Like I'm not unhappy with yeah. anything. It's just like all of it. And I'm <laughs> I kind of on purpose. I know I'm, I know I'm taking a long time to chat this out, but so much of this was done with an angle grinder. I feel like this video is an ode to the angle grinder and just like oh, please, every attachment. Please title the video that. 
I was, I was thinking. I mean, that's. I was gonna put. Uh, I was gonna put like Cole Forge Restoration colon Ode to an Angle Grinder. You should definitely do a voiceover, but like read out. No, no, read read out a poem like uh, the Ode to a piece of green putty I found in my armpit from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> oh, Frigo! <laughs> fucking yeah. amazing. Uh, we'll see. I feel like there's going to be enough to do in the edit on this one, but yeah. I'm well excited. I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm really making good progress. It's really just been, I asked Jimmy if I could take yesterday and today and yeah. put a lot of work in. So yeah, that's it. Steve, nice. tell me about your days that. off. How are your days off? How is, <laughs> how, how is going a ball for lovely meals? And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually went for a lovely meal this afternoon. Oh. It was delightful. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had the savages, as in uh, Jesse and Carrie um, were... Savages. <laughs> savages. Uh, yeah, they were over from America. Uh, they were visiting Guernsey? Jersey? Guernsey? One or the other. Uh, one of the Channel Islands. Um, and then they came over and they're staying... Or they're, they're hanging out with uh, Martin Wood from modern twist um so they came over this afternoon and had a look at the uh the forge um the setup there like the the teaching area the production workshop and and all that and um we went for a nice meal that was fucking super cool <laughs> uh those guys uh all three of them are awesome lovely people um so it was really good to get to spend a bit of time with them and hang out um yeah just chatted about blacksmithing stuff and it was yeah it was really fun uh other than that i i got up at dick o'clock this morning because uh every month we do um uh like an independent uh craft market thing um in a nearby town huge massive popular thing there's between like eight and twelve thousand people uh every month going along to it um and uh basically because of the way the business is going at the moment because Alex is so busy and we've got so much on um, it's it's a really good earner for us in terms of like the the, the group um, so it's worth us going along every month but we can't always make it and traditionally Alex has always done it because it's just always been like he's not really needed to have anyone else do it um, but because things are getting so busy now uh, I just went along with him today to get a gist of uh like the setup getting in and getting out because there's lots of checkpoints and things like that you've got to get through um so next week i will be doing uh, not next week next month i'll probably be doing that one on my own so it's just good to kind of get an idea of that um but yeah also i i did actually get a day off uh <laughs> and it was really nice because i got to spend a bit of time in the workshop um not working on commissions i definitely should have been working on a couple of commissions but no commissions no video no nothing just went in uh and basically in the back of the land rover i've got like several little storage boxes like a couple of old ammo crates and cardboard boxes and things like that all filled with uh tools that i carry around in the land rover because it breaks down a lot and also like lifting straps and pulleys and things like that um and whenever any of my friends break down they always give me a shout and I go have to like either fix it on the side of the road or 
turn back with the landy. Steve, so, there's a tree in the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it was nice. I, I wanted like to build a box that I could put all of that in, so it's all stored out of the way. And the idea I had was I've got a couple of old six by nine speakers that were basically just rattling around in the back because they weren't connected to anything. Um, so I had this really nice idea of like making this box that's going to have like little compartments for the tools and have some um, like a, a couple of things for the speakers to go in as well. It's going to be all contained in one unit and then the lid was going to go down over it and then I was going to put a bit of cushioning on top of the lid so it can be used as a seat as well and all this. And uh, basically I measured it, drew it all out, was like, yes, this is going to be perfect and then cut all the pieces to the wrong size. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so ended up making, rather than making a, a box that was going to have the speaker on the front, I just made a really big box and then a separate box for the speakers uh, and then turned the lid into like a dog bed dog bed shaped object um, so because it was so big I was like I've taken up all the room that Murphy uses to lie down so I put that, <laughs> put that in there um, and yeah I finished that and it's really nice because it takes up most of the boot but it actually means that everything's contained and like nice and tidy in there and Murphy's still got somewhere to lie without freaking out because there's duct tape rolling past him and stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah so it was good to get that done it was really nice just to work on a project that was just something for me something that was unimportant sort of thing Um, but yeah well the other thing I did was at worky work uh, we were making J hooks and I made 30 J hooks and then Alex threw away 28 J-hooks. Hooray! <laughs> and I made another 30 J-hooks. And then Joe threw away 10 J-hooks. <laughs> uh, and the, the stupid thing is, is like it was the, the, the taper, the curly cue, the actual bend, all fine. But it was just the set down. I was just, because Alex is very particular about how they're done... It was like they were just a little bit too wide or a little bit too long or a little bit too fat or a little bit too thin. And it, yeah, it was... It was not a fun process. Uh, <laughs> wow. But I can't imagine having somebody tell you like, nope, nope. Yeah. wrong, throw it in a bucket. Yeah. It was uh it was good fun. It I it was it was one of those things like I knew full well when I was doing the, the first lot, like half of these are gonna be chucked out at least. Um and uh and even doing the second lot, like there was ones where I was like, Yeah, this is definitely getting chucked. Um mm. But it, it, although it's not fun to have your work thrown away, it's it was good because it was like right, okay, this is actually helping me uh, figure out what I need to do and figure out what I need to change. Because um, uh, one of the things that uh, changed between um... <laughs> you guys are right there. Yeah. Uh, one of the, yeah. One of the things that changed between having uh, twenty nine thrown away and having ten thrown away was. I realised the hammer I was nineteen. <laughs> oh, okay. I realised the hammer I was using was uh, had quite a rounded face, so switched to like a, a much flatter faced hammer, um, and that improved what I was doing massively because of the the way I was using it. Um, so yeah, it, it was good, kind of like getting an idea of actually sometimes it's good to. There's I know there's that whole adage of a good workman never blames his tools, but sometimes it's good to just change things and mix things up a little bit which uh, which I think segues quite nicely into uh, our <laughs> subject this week 
Yeah, there's some some giggling there because Steve kept using the word change. I couldn't tell if it was deliberate or not, but he's normally a little bit more subtle. Um, yeah, the reason we kind of wanted to talk about this is mainly because as we popped up to do our podcast, as we do most Sunday nights, um, and going to Google Hangouts, Google then decided that Google Hangouts didn't exist anymore, or YouTube Hangouts, or yeah, I was going to say yeah, YouTube uh, Hangouts. It's it's YouTube use it. So when you do a live stream on YouTube, you can do it with Hangouts on air. And That's it, Hangouts on air. Yeah, and that no longer exists, so we're now doing it on a Hangout and just recording it locally. Because they, they were kind of, as they were building up to this, they were kind of implied that it was just changing its name to something else. Yeah. And we could still continue to do it, but oh no, they've just decided to go, no, this really handy feature that like hundreds of people, probably thousands of people use all the yeah. time, uh, Makers International also, I think, use the same system. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, a, but they've got to do it live, so uh, good luck to them, whatever they're going to do in half an hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, obviously they've got a, 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 a very valid reason why they're changing things, you know, it's yeah. a billion dollar industry, they, they must think long and hard about changing things, but... Um, obviously, to us, it's an inconvenience. Um, but yeah, changes changes everywhere and nowhere, and it's sometimes sometimes needed and isn't, um, and sometimes you know it comes along when you don't want it to. So I'm just wondering where where change plays a role in like like you say, Steve, whether it's changing a tool, something a little bit more appropriate, or changing your approach, or changing your style, or changing what you do. You know, changing yeah. changing changing. The, the, the forge bread into something that's a little bit more suited to you, you know, like you said, it could have been a really simple fix and get it working, but actually you wanted to adjust it a little bit, personalise it. Yeah. Now, I think that's a, a, a very good kind of uh, introduction into the topic. And and the thing is, is like you say, change, change doesn't necessarily have to be any single thing. It, it can be uh, a change of a tool or a change of a, a, a concept. Mm. Like, um, I was chatting to to Martin uh, earlier today, and we were talking about the fact that uh, he's um, he's doing very similar to what I did, cutting down the amount of hours he's doing um, in his day job to be able to do more time smithing. So he wants to change to do uh, smithing full time. And we were also talking about what uh, what he actually wants to do in terms of like what his his goals are, whether he wants to do commission work or whether he wants to make product or whether he wants to do this or teach or whatever. Right. And um and he was saying like he he actually had to change what he was doing a few times to figure out what it actually was he wanted to do. Like he he um took on a, a railing uh, commission um and you know he he's done through that, he's gone through the process and it was just by like changing what he what work he was taking on and accepting that that commission has made him go. Actually, I never want to do that again. Railings suck. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like change doesn't isn't always necessarily change for the better. Sometimes it's change for the worse. But that can at least then teach you a lesson. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of an interesting uh, stance to, or viewpoint to to kind of delve into a little bit. Or sometimes it's like it's needed to to like test the waters as well you know yeah i think think about like new coke like yeah. whether you believe the the kind of the conspiracy that it was all a big advertising scam to to sell more more original coke yeah um they thought that we were changing you know uh, carlsberg have just changed their recipe because turns out carlsberg isn't probably the best lager in the world it's terrible <laughs> um so you know established companies They've been doing things the same way for a long time, willing to change just because it might be what's needed. You know, people yeah. have moved on, or tastes have moved on, or something. You know, I, 
like <laughs> weirdly I had KFC on the way home um, I, I, had to go, I had to go to work this afternoon um, and I was like because it's fucking Sunday and I've got to go to work I'm going to treat myself have some KFC Nelly <laughs> <laughs> do you think KFC is still open um, and they've they've, they've, wow. they've they've changed their chips for some reason have they so yeah so now they're like big fat chunky skin on potato chips they're delicious yeah. and I'm like this is not KFC chips these are really nice yeah <laughs> and I was like but it wasn't like announced there was no like oh new chips it wasn't like oh try these new home style farm fries or anything it was literally just like these are what our chips are like now yeah <laughs> for the better and there was no song and dance about it it's just like yeah right on nice I feel like I feel like technology happens to be one that affects people obviously <laughs> us with the Google Hangouts on air situation um but remember, what was it, a year, two ago, when the uh, new Macs that came out what? and they put the touch bar on them, and everyone was like, ooh, look at this new feature. And then every single person that I talked to that got one was like, no. Yep. <laughs> this is a feature that was not wanted, is not useful, or, or maybe just isn't done in a way that is as you know, mm. user-friendly as they expected. But, but you know what was useful and wanted was a fucking memory card slot and USB ports. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the amount of changes that we go through, and yeah, we're specifically talking about Mac computers now, um, but taking away the connectivity that we're all used to mm. versus, you know, the ideal situation of being able to go wireless or being able to do things through Bluetooth is all well and good, but... For me, it was the same thing that happened when new televisions came out and everybody got plasma screens and then uh, LED TVs <laughs> came out and they started pushing it 4K and then 6K and all these things. Like The the user base hasn't even caught up to that point or the majority of users that have that income to be able to spend on those products yeah. either don't have the other technology to push them or just aren't aware of how those things work. So I remember the first season that 4K televisions were out. They were the most expensive thing in every store. If you went into an electronics store, they yeah. were super expensive. They were gigantic. It was ridiculous. And everyone was like, this has four times the amount of pixels on it. And you're like, you tell me right now, what do you watch that is in 4K resolution? Because n- there were no video players, yeah. no streaming services, yeah. no nothing, no YouTube playing anything yeah but there's the demo that's on the tv (laughs) exactly so so there's a hard patched in external hard drive that's pushing something at 4k resolution which is a gigantic file and so working in my past job uh with a lot of video content and a lot of like heavy heavy uh files and everything like that what always killed me was when some new technology came out and then took a step back like, took a step forward, but we got to go three steps back to figure out how the hell we're going to use that so yeah. that we can keep working. And I feel like I'm using specific examples of, of the computer and the television stuff right now, but I feel like that happens in the workshop, too, where some new piece of kit comes out and and maybe you see a few people doing some reviews on it yeah. or, you know, the new drill driver comes out or the new angle grinder comes out whether or not your user base is ready to catch up to that or the people that are left... Yeah, you know when you bought when when you just bought eighteen volt Dewalt, yeah. and then a year later twenty volt Max comes out, yeah. and none of your batteries work for any of that shit anymore. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what I thought. Just as you mentioned it, Brett, because I was, I've got like a, a like a really old Makita fourteen point four, and it was before the LXT came out, 
and it's fucking great and it's like it's a 10 year old drill and I absolutely put it through its paces and it still works every day but at the time I never realised like I should have bought a, uh, an impact driver as well at the same time yeah because I never realised how handy it is to have the, the two and now I can't get either the batteries anymore or empty bodies that take the same batteries so like I'm just going to have to get a whole new system yeah. and it's like oh right fuck so but then but then my next tool will have to be that system as well. So I'm just constantly doing this like leapfrogging of myself yeah. with not the right fucking batteries because none of it's compatible. And I was like, oh, so like I'm searching through eBay for any, any like old like stock of anything. <laughs> I'm like, can I, can I just buy any random tool and I'll get some batteries with it? Like I'm yeah. looking at just like uh, like cordless hedge trimmer just so I can get a couple of batteries. <laughs> but I think that that's the thing though is like there's so many people that um, that will just change their entire fucking. Uh, tooling setup like mm-hmm. every six months or so just because the latest one's out and it's it's like that unnecessary change it's like what are you yeah. actually getting for that other than the it's like you said uh, a little while back about you know you change your car every time a new one comes out because <laughs> you you want people to know that you've got a new car sort of thing and and it does feel a little bit like some people do that with tools and but I don't. I don't even think it's it's a vanity thing anymore. I think it's just been sort of people have been indoctrinated to think that you do need a new car every three years. Yeah, you know that that's how long loan like like lease deals are, are deliberately packaged yeah. to. So then you can go, oh right, now you want a new one. Like within a fucking week of me buying my car, which was already second hand. Yeah, from the same garage, I was getting like, oh, Mister Halfpenny, is it time to upgrade your car? Have you thought about buying a new car? Have you like invited me to all these car events? I was like, fuck off! You just sold me a car. <laughs> Are you saying that you, the car you just sold me is no good? Like, what, yeah. like what kind of like sign of of how, how how much you appreciate your cars is that? It's like I don't want to change that. Yeah, and it, that's the thing is it's fucking ridiculous because like I mean my car for example was where, how how long did it it was twenty years old when I bought it. <laughs> like, and, and it's fucking great, and it's probably worth more now than I paid for it. And, I think when, um, when when you're talking about technology as well, Brett, I don't know if you you got a chance to check out um, my spiffy last week, but Techmoan, like a lot of the the interesting videos on his channel is like the bespoke formats and things that never made it. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, the yeah. you know the Betamax versus VHS, but also like the Mini third discs. one, that, the third one that no one knows about, which is like S two thousand or something. There was like a third video format. Yeah, during the video format was uh, mini disc, you know, all these things, and exactly like you're saying, Brett, people are already spending money to buy the hardware, yeah, and it's already become obsolete because the next the next thing is out, and then the next thing is out, and then it's 8K TV, so you've already, but everything's behind because nobody's yeah. aligned, and it's the same with like software, like Apple will, will launch their latest and greatest new Mac Pro, it'll now look like a cheese grater instead of a toilet brush, but. Already, you know, it's obsolete. Like Adobe have probably yeah. got the specs of that and gone right. Well, we're going to max it out, yeah, with our next software release, which we can do monthly now because it's a subscription package, yeah. So already, you're at the limits of the use of the the hardware. Yeah, that's that's a really good point actually because there's like when you when you get something like uh, software on a subscription, you get something like um, service as as a subscription yeah. stuff. You you're then at a point where you're forced to change like even if you don't want to like the amount of people that bitch and moan because <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean that in a negative way like the, the amount of people that complain because they'll get used to a piece of software yeah. and then without them 
agreeing to or clicking on anything, it automatically updates and then everything <laughs> changes. And then all of a sudden you've got to spend 20 minutes uh, talking over Messenger with your podcast mates trying to figure out how the fuck you're going to record a podcast. I think I think people That's are similar. used to it. People are used to it now, but I think a few years ago it was like Facebook. Whenever yeah. any, Facebook changed anything to do with their like interface, people, people were like, got so upset. oh my god, bring back the old Facebook. But I think yeah. I think people just don't give a fuck anymore because like no. like you're saying, Brett, like people have just become indoctrinated with this. Like the idea of change now is just it's just so commonplace that you, you yeah you know you, you literally turn your phone on and it's like hey, this is updating that is updating it's like what what yeah yeah at this point at this point when it tech technology specifically uh creative cloud likes to give me a an error message every single time i open up premiere that says your graphics card and <laughs> memory or whatever is incapable of running the latest version so <laughs> Please make sure your settings are set up. Like, they have a, a, a fail-safe, like a fallback yeah. setting that you have to turn on. Um, and I did it, yeah. and it still tells me the message every time. I'm like, I don't even know at this point. I just click OK and continue forward. Yeah. But Premiere doesn't work the same Premiere as it used to six months no. ago. And I have no capability of of changing or fixing that. I can't gut this computer. Yeah. They they make it to where I can't do anything to this. I can't yeah. trade out any of the stuff because the motherboard controls everything, and I can't put a new motherboard in this. It's very specific to this computer. Yeah. When it comes to, uh, you know, if we want to look at this as like hardware software, like um, we we get all the new hardware and a lot of the things that we do, uh, whether it be the tools or the technology, even in uh, Steve, even in the blacksmithing stuff, it's like yeah, yeah. Whoever figures out the new pattern weld or the new way to twist things or the new material to use, there's still some catch-up time to to get like the software, which is which is the person effectively. They're very <laughs> soft and squishy, um, but the hardware has been established. But like the software either needs to catch up, and then everybody else needs to play catch up behind that. Yeah. Or or we are just inundated with like here's the newest hardware. All of the software companies have to play catch up to it because it's a marketing thing and they have to be new and leading and, and yeah. cutting edge. And then it's left to us to either like step up or or be left not necessarily in the dust, but like we gotta use the old tech yeah. and figure out how to make the old tech work in a world that's progressing much, much faster. And just as a little final point, I listened to the episode of the accidental podcast uh, sorry accidental tech podcast i think they had like two or three where they were just discussing the new mac pro yeah. Yeah. like the desktop unit which looks insane <laughs> costs an absolutely unreasonable amount of money and it doesn't come with the monitor that also costs an unreasonable amount of money yeah. but the guys that are the guys that are on the podcast are talking about it and saying like this is the first time apple has basically said we're done trying to promote a unit to like a prosumer level. Yeah. yeah. The people that would buy this and can afford it and can afford all the peripherals and stuff yeah. are just people like production houses or companies with gigantic budgets. Yeah. And at this point it's Apple saying like, look, no one even really uses our desktop units unless they're industry yeah. or professional level users. So that's all we're marketing this for. Yeah. A $10,000 computer to a production house is a drop in the pond. Yeah. For us, we're going to look at it and go, how will I ever be able to afford that? You won't. Yeah. 
No, you, what you do is Probably. you wait you wait 15 years and get a second-hand one and then tear it apart to make a radio out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Callback. But there you go. But yeah, I, I think that's... Um, like the, the ch- Hi, Murphy. Uh, so <laughs> Murphy's just got home. Um, but yeah, the change in... Um, in kind of the way that uh, stuff is is marketed as well, like you say, like it's it's that realization from different companies that actually they they need to mark they need to change the way they're marketing things. Um, like I think we talked about uh, last week the fact that McDonald's changed to um, green instead of red yeah, to yeah, be yeah. more. Uh, but I just want to go back to what you were saying about um, uh, the blacksmithing tools. Like one of the things that uh, we were talking about again today was the fact that. Um, ten, well, even five years ago, um, not that many blacksmiths um, really used forging presses. Everyone used a power hammer. Whereas nowadays, people, uh, there's more and more people using forging presses, and not just um, in addition to a power hammer, but some people using it as a replacement to a power hammer because they've changed the way that they're using it, um, and because we're so interconnected now like it's it's the fact that one person has changed the way that they use a tool because they've you know the, the tool itself has changed and it, and it does certain processes um differently or better or whatever so they've changed the way they use it other people have seen that person's change and gone okay actually i want to replicate that and then that changes an entire industry um because more and more people are, are using it like that and i mean it, it can even be down to, to simple things like the fact that, you know, again, before um, before I really kind of got into the, the YouTube maker scene, um, I never would have considered uh, hand tools to be superior in any way to a power tool because power tool is has power in the name. It's going to be quicker. <laughs> it's going to be faster it's it's going to do the thing that i want it to do without needing to you know worry about human error and stuff like that and now my my attitude to that is completely changed I mean, don't get me wrong like i'm still gonna generally go for a power tool over a hand tool but my attitude has changed to the point where actually i you know i will give hand tools the respect they deserve and sometimes actually it is quicker to just pick up a uh, a plane and just um you know shave that little bit of of excess wood off rather than getting a belt sander out setting that up and then trying to trim it all down with a with a belt sander because you know the, the plane's just there and i think um like changing between or have, having the ability to to uh, rather than getting stuck in a on a single um single tool or single uh type of tool like changing it up occasionally and actually going all right oh i'm gonna i'm gonna try that other way of doing it yeah sometimes it make it makes you go all right i'm never gonna do that again because it's rubbish but just changing the way you do things occasionally allows you to improve if you don't change then you don't evolve you don't you don't ever improve you just stagnate so i think changes are really important uh and changing your own processes and challenging yourself is a really important part of um of progression I've just um, yeah, I th- yeah, gone back. Well, I was going to say that you know the the forced that being coalesced coalesced is the right word, right? Coerced, Acqui- acquiesced, coerced. <laughs> there it is. Jesus, being coerced into 
you know, changing the way that you approach your work or the products that you buy. I remember when it seemed like everybody was just being force fed that they had to buy an Apple computer because it just, it was better in every capacity. Um, I, I, I like to, I don't know, call it, call it patience. I like to be patient when it comes to whatever the new thing or whatever the new process Hmm. is, or if somebody's telling me that I need to change, I don't trust that all the time because I feel like due to technology or due to uh, my changing of jobs Mm. in the past and and all the different things that I've done leading up to my life now, I've learned that a little bit of patience goes a long way. Oh, hell yeah. And just, I don't know, not being so impulsive and and it's a lot easier when you don't have the money to go out, and, <laughs> you know, shell out a bunch to go and buy the new thing. But when you think about it, six months is a huge difference when it comes to technology yeah. or software or anything that we're going to end up dealing with digitally. Um, when it comes to tools and things like that, you know, we have the big hydraulic press up there and the power hammer is right next to it. So, so to go back to your example, Steve. The power hammer is fantastic. Mm. It still needs some tuning up. So right now, it's it's more of a convenience thing. If Jimmy wants to use something to squish a giant chunk of metal, we basically have one option right now because yeah. the power hammer is not quite running. Because there's a million different parts to it. They all need to be running and fine-tuned and everything. The hydraulic press is easier. Yeah. It's a, it's a really expensive tool, <laughs> but they're... Coal Ironworks is marketing it in such a way where you can get on a payment plan with them. It's, it's like a car, you yeah. know, and that thing will last you a while. There's, it's smaller. It may, I think it weighs a little bit less. It's still a really, really heavy machine. But if you just compare a hundred years difference between the power hammer and the hydraulic press, it's like if you would have waited and said, I need something giant to squish a big piece <laughs> of metal. Yeah. A power hammer was your solution for the better part of 80 or 90 years. Until until it becomes so... Uh, sorry, I'm not going to say that there weren't hydraulic presses and stuff in the past. Yeah. It's just that now they're a little bit more consumer friendly. Yeah. Still high budget, but if you're looking to spend 15 grand and you were comfortable, but like, there's got to be something better than a power hammer. Well, now there is. Yeah. But it doesn't... There's still some functionality to it and some things that... I personally don't really like. I'd love to be able to use the power hammer, but my patience is limited by money, yeah. first of all. And like I I obviously I have the uh I have the fortunate circumstance where I can use these tools or be able to play around with these tools, but if I were to step out on my own and go, right, okay, so I need a hydraulic press, do I? Do I really need a hydraulic press? Technically no. Yeah, but why would I need one? What could I do if I had one? Yeah, I don't even know if I can answer those questions. And honestly, it would be me taking a step back and going, "All right, for the next six months, I'm just going to try and do stuff that I wouldn't be able to do if I didn't have a hydraulic press." Or like, can I do the thing that I've only seen people with hydraulic presses doing? Yeah, that's a very specific example, but I'm, I'm trying to just get around the idea of like, 
me being patient for the last few years and learning to be patient has really paid off. Yeah, and it's it's that whole thing about like not following trends, it not not just going for the the fads and and what's new and flashy. I mean, like we we had a a, a press in the production workshop and it just wasn't right for what we do, so we ended up getting rid of it after six months. Um, and we uh, we still want to get a press in because there's there's certain jobs that would be much easier with a press. But the press that we bought wasn't right, so it's not just a case of of saying, "Oh, we've tried one press and it it didn't work, therefore we don't we don't need a press." It's well, actually that that specific press wasn't right for what we we want, so we're going to try a different one. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, it, it it means that sometimes you actually you just you don't necessarily have to to change the the type of tool. It can just be the specific tool it's like when you go um shopping for a, a new drill and driver like so many people worry about oh well, which brand is the best which brand is this which brand does that it doesn't fucking matter because 90 percent of them are made in the same factory just go and see which one feels best in your hand like that's that that's the real thing and like you know different um different tools different brands and all that are, are always going to have slight tweaks to it so sometimes it's not the the tool itself um well the 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 i'm trying to think of the right way to word this so it's it's not necessarily that you using the press as an example because that's what we've been talking about all fucking podcast um <laughs> like it it's not necessarily uh oh, i don't need a press it's or or it's not necessarily uh presses aren't right for me it can be that specific press isn't right for me but at the same time, I do completely 100% agree with what Brett was saying. Like, just because everybody else is changing to something doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go and change to the same thing. Like, it's always worth taking a step back and going, eh, do, do, I, do I really need that? Like, I, I didn't buy a Tamagotchi, and I'm pretty sure I'm fine for not having a Tamagotchi. Like, <laughs> The world's moved on without you, Steve. <laughs> I know, right? Like it, it left me behind. And now everyone's got them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think I think that's that's a really interesting divide as well when it comes to change. It's like you could, there's things that you could do yourself in isolation. So you could change your approach to something. Brett, you could change like a, a style of how you make something. But when there's other people involved in other parties, change has much bigger implications. So I know you're talking about like software and things, Brett, like... When you, when there's a supply chain as well, it's even it has even a bigger knock on effect. So like yeah. we can't change our software at work because when it goes to the repro house, they haven't got that latest edition, so we can't save the files yeah. out, and yeah. then they can't do that, and so then they can't use that particular color swatch because it's not built into that software. Right, so yeah. there's this huge right. knock on effect where what might seem like a, oh can you just change that? So like you know go and ask the IT guy, can we get the can we get the latest this or can you get me a, can you get me a um, one of the new Apple uh, mouse for my computer. Yeah. It's like, no, because then you need to upgrade to the latest operating system for, in order for the fucking mouse to work. And we can't do that because the, the creative suite's not supported yet. Yeah. So what seems like just one little change actually has huge ramifications and like you almost can't change. Or the opposite, you have to change, even yeah. if you don't want to, because now all USBs are USB-C. Yeah. So you're just going to have to change because there's nothing you can do about it. You can't, you can't live in the past anymore. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of one of the things that we've we circle around a little bit with this whole episode is the fact that there's there's kind of um, 
there's uh, enforced change where yeah. you don't have a choice and everything else is changing around you and yeah. you have plastic bags fucking yeah. uh, straws yeah <laughs> you know yeah like, you, you either have to change or get left behind yeah. and then there's the kind of changes where it's it's your choice to to make that change hmm. and and I think a lot of it is it comes down to kind of your or how you deal with it. it depends on your your attitude and there's you know you can sit there and you can bitch and moan and and do the whole oh Facebook has changed and I don't like it <laughs> or you can you can either get on with it or you can do something about it you can change it yourself you can say well all right I don't like the way that Facebook is anymore so I'm going to change I'm not going to use it I'm going to switch to Instagram or Maker's Playground or MySpace MySpace or Bebo or whatever <laughs> the fuck it's called I I I find this interesting, and it reminds me of the last episode when we were talking about timelessness and, and brands or products that have out or sorry stood the test of time. Mm. This is another situation where I feel like time time figures this kind of stuff out. Um, and I know I even mentioned it a little bit ago in terms of the patience, like how how much time is that before a decision needs to be made yeah. to either progress forward or or maintain heading um when it comes to the force change or you know software hardware whatever the hell we're talking about tech wise i feel like time time is what figures a lot of that out for us the decisions don't necessarily have to be made uh from an individual standpoint obviously we have access to the internet and forums and you know i imagine you guys are are similar to me in terms of if you hear about a new product or like we were doing in the pre-show we heard about youtube making its change we immediately googled it we found (laughs) some forums or some people talking about it tried to find a solution blah 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 that's how that's how we make our decision process now is almost go out to the masses so al like you're saying when there's a chain of command or when there's when there's multiple people involved in the decision making or the changes, it it's detrimental to be able to make an individual change because it will affect those other people, but in a very beneficial way, uh, not using your example, having the masses and masses of people helps. Yeah. If if a new yeah. TV comes out and ten thousand people buy it and 9,999 of those people go, it's shit. Yeah. That is a very easy decision to make, yep. and you just wait. Yeah. It's, it becomes a little bit different when the percentages are closer, but think about how nice it is to have things like the Google machine available to us where you just go, I don't know how to feel about this thing. Do I have to change or not? And there's probably plenty of people that are well-learned in whatever the thing you're researching is, to say no you don't need to buy that hammer or no that tool is made of plastic please don't buy it it's on sale for a reason yeah. they're actually there's somebody on the inside that knows that dewalt is coming out with the brand new thing that's going to kick even more ass yeah. three months from now there's somebody out there that knows that stuff so when you're debating on buying something because it's on holiday sale give it a little bit of research or, or like maybe don't feel like you have to change yeah 
or maybe the change is coming the good change is coming in the future i think i think it's just there's just so much of it and it's uh, as time oh, as time as time goes yeah. on there is more change and our generation everything changes so quickly compared yeah. to you know a tool brand probably had a tool on the market for over a year yeah. <laughs> before introducing the new model now it's like you know the the the, the turnover months. is much quicker yeah. um and it's not just tools it's everything you know it's like tv shows the, the, you know, I blinked and you turn around and there's like eight series of Gotham. I'm like, what? When did this yeah. happen? Like, when, how? How is there so much happening all the time and so yeah. much choice and so much like it's overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and it's it's hard because it means that we as people have to change. So, like, once upon a time, you'd have a career when you left school and that would be what you did for the rest of your life. Whereas, like, our generation is like, no, it's like you. you 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 are not you don't have security in that anymore. Yeah. So you have to be able to change. You have to be able to go. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm I'm not going to be that anymore. I'm going to I'm going to retrain as a fucking graphic designer. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's the only way to survive. It's it's yeah. you know it's not survival of the fittest. It's survival of those most of, most willing to adapt to change. Yeah. And and that's the thing is I think you've both made really fucking good points there. Like the fact that we we are in a in a in a time now where things change constantly and so quickly mm. and and you have to be um to at least be willing to be aware of of those changes and aware of what's happening around you and and you don't necessarily have to change but you have to be aware of the fact that those changes are happening and it is in some way or another it's going to affect you and i think what brett said is like you know being able to be informed before you decide whether or not you make that change is a hugely important thing and and that that can have a huge effect on on what that change means to you how that change affects you even if it's something that you're not changing just being informed of what that change is and what that means can can change the way you react to that change um so yeah i I think um like a really important thing is to just to to be informed because to be informed is to be spiffing (laughs) Which means me first. So I am going to go with Savages because they are super lovely people. Uh, and I met them this weekend. And it was a nice change to meet new... A nice people. blacksmith. Yes. As opposed to a grumpy <laughs> blacksmith. And, uh, and Jesse has the most glorious of moustaches. Um, That's true. Yeah. So the Savages, go check them out. They're lovely people. Go. Uh, yeah so uh, nothing to do with the podcast and unless you want to consider it changing their space Ooh, i don't know that's a that's a reach yeah. but uh ula posted in the fools of tools room and now i'm well excited to follow <laughs> this instagram uh channel instagram profile it's building serenity and there are i don't know i reached out to him immediately and was like where are you who are you please like please and thank you we do this it's really fun please come and join um i think they just started that profile like a month and a half ago maybe a little bit more but they're legitimately rebuilding 
the interior of Serenity. <laughs> I don't know what the hell the game plan is. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of uh, information at the moment, but I'm super excited, and it may bring a, a, some changes in the future. Who knows? <laughs> maybe what I'm what I'm looking at is maybe whoever these folks are that are doing this thing are close enough to one of us <laughs> to be able to go and film inside of it. That's all I'm hoping for is that I change the scenery, let's call it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, no. Yes. Yes. Um, yes, I am going to spiff an upcoming TV show, which has got me very excited. Is it Changing um, Rooms? It's Changing Rooms. <laughs> changing Places. The TV show. Um, no, it's uh, his Dark Materials. So they're oh, re- nice. they're redoing it, remaking it. Um, so there was a slightly, I don't want to say failed, but kind of bit of a box office flop in the mid two thousands with yeah. uh, Daniel Craig of the Golden Compass, and I think they just kind of missed the mark. Um, but they're, they're, they're giving it another shot on BBC, uh, and the trailer they released looks fucking fantastic. And it's the nice. it's the, the, the yes. girl from Logan. Is playing the girl, so oh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a really good show. Um, they've already just like destroyed the fucking the CGI on nice. on, on on the animals as well, because obviously yeah. the creatures play quite a big part in the story. Um, so to have believable CGI characters, I think, versus the kind of a little bit too Narnia esque that they were in in the film, um, is absolutely stunning. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I think it's out sometime in this winter. It would make sense to come out. Around Christmas time, because it's that kind of show. Um, but yeah, his dark materials. I am pumped. I wasn't distracted because cool. I was watching the trailer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that looks fucking awesome. Um, good shout. Is there any other business? Uh, nope. No? No? Cool. No. Uh, in which case, if you want to get hold of us, you can find us in all of the usual show. Ah, sh- oh, fuck it. Why can I never say? Show, you, show, you, usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Hack Shack! There we go. <laughs> Classic. Called throwback. Yeah. Throwback uh, Sundays. <laughs> uh, and if you want to find us as a group, you can Google Fools of Tools Podcast or you can go to fwtpodcast.com. Or you can find us on Instagram and look at all the lovely thumbnails uh, at FWT Podcast. And we're also on Facebook. There's a good group. There's good people in there. Go join it. Maybe change who you hang out with a little bit. You know, just putting that out there. Uh, Other than that, I think that's it. So we love you. Goodbye. Change your box of shorts.